Welcome everybody to the first episode of 2020. Big things, exciting things that I want to discuss with you all about goals. So without further ado, let's get to it. This is not a podcast to just get you motivated and inspired. This podcast comes with the sole purpose to discuss strategies that we can all implement into our business right now that can increase how much money we earn. We'll hear from successful business people about marketing, sales, recruitment, training and mindset, the key principles to grow a business, make it recession-proof and thrive in today's business world. So, here we are, 2020. Thanks everyone again for joining me. I hope you all had a refreshing, relaxing break over the holiday period for those that did take a break. I had a break from work for a short period of time back into the office then, then back sort of uh, back to home life for, for a bit of time and then back in and ready to go at it. So everyone's different, but, um, but <clears throat> we're well on the way, you know, well into January now. And... I'm keen to discuss goals because on all of the sort of videos and all of the podcasts, like everywhere you look, um, come end of December, even even when you're just into December, like preparing for the new year and pre- preparing for the, for a big year next year, and um, even when you come into just to touch the new year, it's you know it's, it's it's sort of people reminding you, companies reminding you about you set your goals and all the rest of it. So I thought I'd hold off a little bit. And make sure that we release this a little bit later on in January, you know, nearly pushing four weeks in to make sure that we're all staying with our goals. Because let's be brutally honest, doing the goals for a week or two, maybe two or three weeks, you know, geez, even four weeks can, can be quite straightforward and easy. Normally our motivation is, is on point enough to actually make that happen. However, it's when we actually get to February and so on and in the in the months and so on that, that, that it becomes difficult and things start to fall down. So I just wanted to address some things about my goals, what I'm doing to stay on point and literally just touching on some things that, that might be some ideas that you might want to take on board. Um, but before I get into it, I am really keen to hear what kind of goals that you have. I'm keen to hear how you are ensuring that you hit your goals and the kind of targets. So any any ideas about goals and targets and things to, to commit yourself and hold yourself accountable, I want to hear from you. So I want you to jump on over to, like, say, Instagram, send me a comment, um, Facebook, whatever it may be. Uh, and it's very simply, I am Scott Yurt. So go on over there, send me a, a message, comment on a post, even on LinkedIn, wherever it may be, but jump over there and tell me what you're doing to keep yourself accountable and to stay on target with your goals. But to get into mind, I'm going to start with family. So, well, first and foremost, just to put it in perspective a little bit, I, um, I spoke about it in a video, a video that we're just about to launch. Um, in fact, by the time this comes out, it might actually be out there. And I spoke about the kind of how I break my goals up into six areas and the reason I'm doing it this way this year is because I'm 31 now, I've been in business for the last uh, 10 years, I've been in sort of sales since I was 18 years of age and although I've had some 
crazy successful uh, ventures and projects. I've had some literally some huge financial and business failures. I have upset family, upset friends, had broken down relationships, and then along the way I've had great staff and great times, and you know, you know, built up a really good uh, sort of uh, life for myself and. Um, and, and then we've got great opportunities ahead so I've, I've literally experienced it all however I do still feel slightly unfulfilled the last decade I feel like I've got to where I am right now um, a little bit by accident um, I, I never really planned much out I kind of just dealt with each well, each year at a time and so I decided this year I'm going to put some goals in place that for the next maybe 5 and 10 years and literally so that by the time I'm 41 I actually know how I got to where I am or, or not because I've maybe I've missed certain targets and certain goals and so subsequently um you know I know what I missed out on to to not get where to where I want to be. So these goals I'm going to talk about mainly revolve around the next year, but I have looked at planning for the next ten years in various places because of that. They are maybe not taking a long enough view at my life and things ahead of me. And I broke it down to six areas. So very simply, we've got family, fitness. And when I say fitness, I mean health and well-being. I don't just mean being physically fit. I'm talking about mentally being fit. And I, and I feel I've been pretty spot on there, but there's always room in every area for improvement. But health and well-being, uh, family, my business, my property business, my personal brand, and then one I want to go into in a little bit more detail, which is my finances. So anybody that's seen that 2020 video, the goals and the targets that I'd set for myself noticed that I didn't really want to discuss finances. When it comes to finances, I mean, I'm all for making a ton of money. I'm all for buying nice things, but it is not my major motivating factor. You know, I've got other things that I would like to do, but I do feel there's still a little bit of stigma. And so on the video, I felt, you know, if anyone really wants to hone in on what I'm going to do and how much money I want to earn and why and how I'm going to plan on doing that, then they can tune in the podcast here. So this is a bit of an exclusive uh, sharing some content, uh, which is a theme that we're going to carry through. I mean, we share a lot of great stuff on the video stuff, but there will be exclusive stuff that we will talk a little bit more frankly and openly and in more detail uh, on the podcast. So if you're wanting to get the real nitty gritty, then, then, then certainly keep tuning into the podcast. But just to summarise there, family, fitness, business, property, business, personal branding, and then my finances. And some of them were very, very simple. I mean, if I take my family situation, I I have a very good relationship with my children, but I am also very self-aware that I, I, I know that I don't at times spend enough time. Uh, I, was, I was more... And, and there's other folk that spend a lot of time at home, but they're not... They're physically there, but they're not there in terms of, you know, everything they've got with their children. Maybe, you know, they're there, they finish at five o'clock, they're in the house for half five. And then by the time of doing making dinner and getting organised for the next day, you know, they're on their phones watching TV and the kids are just kind of left to themselves. I wanted to ensure that when I was home, whether it be for an hour um, or whether it be much longer because I finished a bit sharper one day, that I am fully present when I am at home. And until the commitment I'm making, and I'm, listen, it's a work in progress, I'm working on it hard, but it's still a work in progress, that <clears throat> I am fully present with my family. And any work that I've got, literally if the phone goes, I will do my absolute damnedest to 
you know, hadn't built first and foremost, I won't have the phone near me. So right now I've been going in and when I walk in my house, I've kind of got this little hallway and I've got a little unit and I just sit all my stuff there, my keys, my phone there and literally thereafter I forget about it. Often um, the little ones are actually grabbing my phone and, and, and playing their games through anyway, so it's difficult for me to even go on. I'm having to wrestle their attention versus them wrestle my attention. But um, but I want to be fully present with my partner, with my children. I've got three children. They're all different ages, so they've got all different demands. And only when they're all in bed do I then maybe get the laptop open, get the phone back in my hand and, and go at work again because... For work for me is, you know, is a passion, it's a hobby, it's something I love to do, so I don't find it overly, you know, I don't feel burned out by working at night time because it's a difficult or, you know, hard task, I, I, I actually enjoy it. But being more present was a big goal for me when I'm in the house. Uh, reading to my children at night was also a, a big thing for me, so I've done it sparingly over, over the years, and I wanted to make sure that I read to my children before they went off to bed. I mean, I think reading is so powerful. I've certainly learned a lot from reading myself. And I think it stems from parents reading to their children. And so I wanted to make sure that I was reading uh, to my children uh, at least three times a week. Um, There's all well and good saying, oh, we should be reading, I should be reading to them every night. But for me, I have to be, I think, uh, for me, three times a week is realistic. But the whole purpose there was just to reconnect and make sure that my children didn't go, Dad worked really hard, they built up a great future, he's done really well in business, you know, uh, uh, but but we never seen him, you know, he was, he was absent a lot at the time. You hear it a lot and I wanted to make sure that that was not me. Um, I've also scheduled, my son is mad for gaming and I've also scheduled this year in June that me and him are going away for a bit of a, a boys, he's only seven, but for a bit of a boys uh, week in LA to the largest gaming convention uh, in the world. I think it's E3, I think it's called. And we're going to just have, I just want to go there. Because my girls are younger, they're much more demanding. I wanted to make sure that I could spend some quality time with them. And so we're going off to LA to have a good old time. Just the two boys uh, exploring and really connecting. And, you know, who knows what's going to happen, but I'm sure it'll be fun. So these were all things that, to make sure my family is solid and together. And like I say, is poor and, and completely present. I wanted to make sure that I put some th- simple things in place. Um... And definitely, because at the end of the day, you know, what what are you doing all of this for? There has to be a, a you know, you talked about the Simon Sinek sort of book and, and, and everything it talks about is, you know, having a why. And, and really without do you know, without having a why, it's, it's kind of all pointless anyway. So some simple things there, but things on my family. The next thing we'll jump on to is my health and well-being. It's, it's going to be the most difficult one for me, I think, because... Literally for the last seven or eight years, my health has been nothing short of shocking. I have slowly or rapidly just continued to put the pounds on. I have got myself to the heaviest I've ever been. Mentally, feel sharp, feel good, feel fit. Still doing some meditation, but I've literally got to my, you know, the, the, the worst physical shape I've ever been in a while. And I, I'm, I'm, I've, I've said every year, I'm going to address this, I'm going to work at it. And I just never never really have the, the, the long-term sort of staying power to actually keep up a diet or to keep up, you know, a fitness programme. 
So what I decided this year to do was just to set the biggest, most obscene fucking goal possible and really just work towards it. You know, don't worry too much about that. For example, previous years I've went, right, I'm going to go and do four times a week in the gym and I'm going to do this one run a week and I'm going to do this. So a lot of actionable things, which, by the way, is good when you're planning a goal, but I've decided to start with the goal and then... I am so adamant that I'm going to do this, you know, actually complete this goal that um, that I need to do a, a whole lot of exercise and things in between, which you'll come to. But start with the big goal and then kind of work back the way. The big goal was set because it is a real focus point and challenge for myself. I mean, this is really something where I know if I do not 100% commit, I am screwed big time. So I'm going to take part in the in, in October. So we've got a good nine, ten months to actually train for this. But I'm going to take part in the Sterling Marathon. Now, even when I was fit, I was not built for running. So this is a big deal for me. But I've got a lot of training to do. And I've started it. And I'm doing not bad. And I'm going to keep people posted individually on my journey in terms of getting fit. There's been struggles. There's been times, a, a few days I've not done anything and I've managed to get back to it. It's been tough. But the plan is, is to do the the the, 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 the marathon in October, um, the struggle marathon in October. And it's going to be, you know, it's going to be huge. Um, it's going to take a lot. And I right now still even dread it. But I know that only by setting big, stupid, unconventional goals do you get unconventional results i've always been a believer in that there and it's a bit cheesy and it's you know a bit cliche but it's true you know you have to have some big aspirational things to work for and so what i would put back to you is, is do you have that big crazy you know where you're borderline embarrassed to tell people you should have some of those goals i mean one of the other reasons i've done this goal is because i genuinely don't think people think i'll be able to do it so and i know that when something is difficult, then that's like the universe telling you it's worthwhile doing. That's your body telling you it's worthwhile doing. So it is absolutely physically difficult. It's a huge challenge for myself. It's going to keep me focused. And it's one of those ones where I don't think people will do it. So that will give me that extra bite when it comes to actually working out, training and all the rest of it. So Sterling Marathon in 10 months time, I will be doing it. We're documenting it. And it's a big goal set for myself. And as a byproduct, because of all the training, naturally I will be losing weight because when you're pounding the streets five times a week or when you're certainly training five times a week sometimes you need to take a break from the actual running and do something else but when you're pounding the streets or when you're exercising for that big a goal I don't want to embarrass myself and I don't want to kill myself so therefore I need to train naturally I'll be losing weight and um, assuming that I stick to a reasonable diet, I'm pretty confident, and I've, I've took some advice on that as well, but I'm pretty sure I'll be down some couple of stone anyway, and I'll be able to drag myself around a, a 20, 26 miles, um, I mean, I, I can't lie, I'm not actually looking forward to it, but I'm sure uh, as things get going, it'll get a bit more exciting, and, and certainly that you're conquering it, I have a feeling though when I do it, that I'm going to end up wanting to do another one, like one of those obscene sort of Ironman ones or something, something longer, but we'll, we'll see how we go this year. Um, so that's my, it's very simple when it comes to fitness, that is the goal. Uh, business. So I have a couple of different businesses and there's a, it's very, very detailed, but ultimately I've got, I'm wanting to bring on new people. Um, the, the simple things are going to get done as well, of course, I want to increase revenue. Um, we have a new retail shop 
So the new retail shop, I want to make sure it's completely self-sufficient. So we've got multiple offices about the country. Uh, this is the first time I've opened a retail premise, and that's really exciting. It's a kind of completely new avenue for us. We, we generate a lot of our business through events all over Scotland, and we have literally doubled the amount of events that we're going to do this year. And again, I apologise that I can't be overly specific when it comes to my business, because as a real business and therefore I have staff to protect and businesses and brands to protect but ultimately we've got a lot of things on you open up we're looking to open up actually our first office down well, outside of Scotland as well so we've got plans to have that done down in Brighton we're going to start way south and decide to come up to be and of course there's strategy sessions happened and the reasons why um, you know, we've looked at the demographic of person that we really want to get to, and you know that's where we, we see our being our big opportunities down in the sort of Southampton, Brighton, and there's a kind of smaller place out with there. We have facilities and office down there that we can use. So we've got some big, big goals for the businesses this year, and it kind of ties in with the property business because the property business we have been buying and selling houses for the last couple of years, and they've done it fairly successfully. Every single job we do, we get better at it though. But this year, the target is 10. Five buy to flips and five properties that we want to add to our rental portfolio. So 10 in, in total is what we want to try and acquire and move on. And uh, and then some are going to keep for our property portfolio. So we're quite specific on that there as well. We are, I'm viewing more properties than I have ever done. I'm putting more bids in than I've ever done. Uh, my pipeline is fuller than it's ever been when it came to properties because I'm doing more viewings and having more conversations. I've reached out to uh, property sourcers. I'm speaking to some developers as well about some bigger projects. So so that any, not only the bigger projects, but any of the smaller ones that they don't want, they, they, they can hopefully pass them over to me. I've had a couple of meetings with some architects as well. So there is... Um, so I've put the wheels in motion with regards to the property and my property business and an actual main business work very closely to each other. So 10, as I say, is 10 sort of uh, acquisitions this year, five for the rental portfolio and five to buy to flip to kind of get that more immediate uh, profit from it. So moving from property and my business onto the personal brand, I kind of set some high-level numbers and and. And, and like it or not, when you talk about personal branding, you can't, you know, social media is a huge part of it there. And so we had to set some numbers and some some things that we wanted to push for. They were um, how many YouTube subscribers that did we want to actually achieve? And, and I, I put that out there that we wanted to actually get 5,000 YouTube subscribers this year alone. That for some, I know, is, is quite small, but for us, that would be a huge leap. So we want to get, make sure we get 5,000 YouTube subscribers this year. Collectively across all of our social media channels, we wanted to get 25,000, whether it be followers, whether it be subscribers, but we wanted to make sure that our numbers were 25,000 um, subscribers slash followers. In terms of how much content we're going to put out there, this here is the first episode of Weekly Business Talk. We're going to be releasing 50 of these this year. When it comes to YouTube and the video content, we're going to be releasing 30 videos on everything from sales tips to the property space to just the general vlog and business material that we talk about. Talking about mindset and discipline 
in closing techniques and reading body language. I mean, some really exciting stuff lined up. We're going to take all of these 10 properties across the year that we deal with and we're actually going to film from start to finish the full process. That'll all be on these YouTube channels. That's all part of building the brand. I only want to take on three. You know, I've done some speaking gigs in the past. As I said, I run a real business, so I'm not overly... I like speaking. I feel it's good to put some positive pressure on yourself. Stand in front of an audience is, um, is always a little bit nerve-wracking. But... Three gigs, three speaking gigs, I feel, is, is, is good, a good goal to actually have this year. And uh, and like I say, is it, by standing up and speaking and honing your craft in front of people, it does actually give you more confidence. It allows you to, as I say, hone your craft a little bit more as well. So, yeah, like I say, three, three speaking gigs will happen this year. But... What I really do, of course, we're, we're, we're running just before I jump onto finances, but we're actually running an event as well. So our first event with Weekly Business Talk is partnered with um, the Glasgow and Edinburgh Masterclass. We're going to be main sponsors. We're going to be very, very involved in bringing some great speakers to Scotland and hosting events where we're getting literally each event, probably the best part of 150 People that are ready to do good business, you know, real business owners, where they're wanting to grow, they want to get better. I want to be in amongst that scene. I want to be. Uh, that's the scene that I thrive on, and so we're hosting these events, which are going to be amazing. They're going to. We'll, we'll be more. You will hear more about that uh, shortly because those events are in April, so not too far away. I think it's about 80, 90 days away. Uh, and we have an incredible speaker uh, and and sort of showman and businessman. Well, he's been on the podcast before. Uh, millions of pounds a year, multi-millionaire, huge property portfolio. The guy, the guy's first class when it comes to business and the, the his knowledge in the world of business. But moving on, I wanted, I really wanted to talk about the, the finances because these are just just tidbits about my goals and what I'm going to be doing, and and I hopefully you've. Um, put things down in, in detail and and. and what you're going to be doing this year and have your goals and aspirations set up at least for this year, if not for longer. And as I said, I would really like to hear from you. But I do believe in, in holding yourself accountable. I do believe that it's important to have some sort of like repercussion and sort of fail safe that you know keep you on target. And I'm just going to share um, three things with you in terms of keeping your goals in mind and, and, and keeping them closer to you so that you've got every chance on a daily basis of actually attaining those goals. So the first thing, very simple thing that I do is, you know, kind of where I, where I go and get dressed in the morning when I get, you know, suited up and ready to go and work and, well, get dressed every morning actually and with my cupboard, when I open my doors to my cupboard, I've got all my goals, my six different areas, family, health and wellness, my business, my property business, my personal brand and my finances. I've got them all detailed with the goals, the high level points that I want to do. So I literally see my goals every single day, sometimes two times a day, sometimes more than that, but they are at the front of my mind at all times and I could rhyme them off, say them front ways, back ways and anyways to anybody at any point if they ask, they are right there at the top of mind. And um, and for me, that has a, been a huge, huge help for me over the years in actually keeping in mind why I'm actually doing what I'm doing, keeping in mind the reason for actually working as hard as we all do. So there's the first little tip is keep those goals somewhere where you see them every single day. 
The second thing is, and it's and it's a slight extension to that actually, but I, let's say, borrowed it from our guest speaker in the upcoming event, Mr. James Sinclair. Uh, and by the way, big shout out, he's got a new podcast, he's doing really well, he's got a great YouTube channel as well, so go and check him out, James Sinclair. But what he does is just a slight, slightly different take on that there. He has maybe less goals, if you like, than I do, but he literally prints them out in an A4 bit of paper, the way I do. I print each, so I have family, and then I've got a list of goals, I've got finances, then a list of goals on each individual bit of paper, pin them up all over the place. He has everything on a one A4 bit of paper, and he frames it and literally sits on his desk. So as he's plowing away every day, even through those tough times, he sees his goals, and he stays on track. You know, if he, instead of getting talk, you're caught up chatting about the, the football or whatever else, he sees the goals and he remembers why he's there and what it's all about and why he's actually working. So whether it be in front of it, maybe you could do both. So put them in, in your, you know, whether you get dressed every day somewhere. And the reason I put them there, by the way, is so that my partner, so that she doesn't get fed up with things stuck about walls and the back of doors. They can hide away. Nobody else sees them. doesn't bother anybody. I open them up. I see them. I read them. I say them out loud. You know, I think about them and visualise them. It's great for me. James puts them on his desk. Again, he sees them every day. And anytime he gets distracted, he can just remind himself and bring himself back on. Finally, one other way, which is is certainly um, worth mentioning, and this is how I'm doing my um, my health and wellness goals, my fitness sort of thing. So, I'm part of this big property group, and these people. Well, I say big. I mean, it's quite a select group of people. These people are absolute ballers and some big big deals, and they have a kind of platinum group where they they only allow certain people in. It's doing certain sort of numbers when it comes to the property space. Um, this is a membership program, so it doesn't cost couple hundred quid to be a part of this it's significant investment each year and I just like to be associating with those type of people because they think in a different level you know it's good to be around this type of person it makes you want to push harder I mean these are people that literally want to change the game when it comes to their respective industry so they're doing incredible things big big deals pushing the boundaries not being sort of satisfied with the average sort of results and we have a kind of league table, we've all invested, for the people that want to do join the health journey, we've all invested in this, what's called a whoop strap, and it's basically like a Fitbit, there's a league table, and literally, I mean, it's good to compete against yourself, I mean, that is the number one thing, is you versus you, but it's so good to see yourself going up and down that leaderboard, it's a powerful thing, so right now I jump onto my phone, I mean, here, watch, let's do it right now, so, go into the app, Going to the whoop strap. There's a run that I done last night. Let's just say, oh, that's typical. No service. That's because I've turned my phone off on, on um, for the for the podcast, so we don't get distracted, right? So let's let's open that up again. So we're jumping on. It talks about strain levels, and right now it says I've burnt about sixteen hundred calories. I um, maximum strain level for me is about 21 I think as a day so that's me when I am really killing myself when it comes to a run or whatever I'm sitting on 10 so I've had a very average day not too much if I went out and done a run tonight that would take me up to about 17, 18, 19 so it would be a good day it tells you about your sleep it monitors your sleep it tells you how much REM sleep deep sleep whatever else sleep that you, you want to get um, which for me is never is never actually good, you know, it talks about are you rested and how how sore are you and do you feel stressed, etc. But it tells you about your recovery. My recovery is always shit because 
I've got young body, young children, which body keep me up all night. And um, yeah, and it can be tough. You know, I'm I'm getting like five, six hours a night sometimes at best. Normally it's four, five, six hours. But oh god, right now I'm I'm out of the sixteen folk that take part. I'm I'm sitting number six actually. That's not too bad because I've done a bit of walking today. But um, but but it's a great way that you can see yourself where you are. Can I push myself harder? You know, having something like a Fitbit, an accountability group. That's ultimately what it's about: is being a Kevin, having people or something that can hold you accountable, that can remind you to get your ass off the couch and go at it. Particularly for someone that struggled for that type of motivation for many many years, is really powerful. So keep your goals in mind. Um, and have something to keep you accountable. Two big parts there. So, finally, finances. Um, my number this year is, um, you know, bear in mind from the property, I've got an idea about how much money I want to make for the buy flips. I then pay myself a bonus. I then put the profit buy in to buy more properties. I do take a bonus for every property that I flip of £2,000. Um, I, have, I have a couple of different businesses uh, where I make most of my money from. Uh, one is in the financial sector, one is in the legal sector. And I will probably... Um, I, I actually made more money in 2018 than I did last year because we heavily invested in things. But this year I'm looking to get it back to where that was in 2018, which was about the £200,000 mark. Um, and first and foremost, the reason I feel a bit more comfortable talking about this is because I can justify it. And the only people I hope are listening to this podcast are people that treat it seriously. It's important to talk about money. I definitely don't want to flaunt it in people's face. Um, but money is critical. You know, we can't pay our bills just by, by happiness and, you know, and, and kindness and whatnot. We need to make money. And there's nothing wrong with a lot of money. I don't agree with this sort of distasteful way of flashing money and, and, and you know, being careless with it. And, you know, it's important... Um, but it's it's got to be done right. But this year for me, I'm I'm planning on making two hundred grand, um, predominantly through my two main businesses, and also taking a little bit of money doing my my flips. You know, I might only make probably about you know ten thousand pounds doing that. Um, the rest of my money, probably about 60-70% will come from my financial company. Um, I've got a new, le- uh, sorry, my legal service company. I've got a new financial company where I will make probably about six or 7000 uh, a month from as of February, March. The rest of it, as I said, will come from my legal company. And £200,000 is the number that I've sort of put out there to, you know, on my goals to actually hit. And that's a personal sort of income that I'll bring into my family. So, um, so yeah, so £200,000 is kind of the number where, where I want to go. For that, not only can I sustain the things that I like to do in life and have the things I like to provide my family, you know, whether it be holidays, whether it be just the nice things, comfortable for Christmas and all the rest of it, I think it's important that we all have a kind of big number that we push for. Um we also have this little, I've got a little sideline business and it's, you know, an investment if you like. So I own a car park over in Glasgow area and I make a little bit of money that way there as well. So whether it be, because again, having, I, I don't like to have two diversified type ways because I, I feel it's important to focus, be able to focus on stuff. But my legal and financial business being the biggest sort of earner for me, work very close alongside each other. I then have uh, a car park where I make maybe with a push this year, might make about £15,000 uh, a year from the car park there or thereabouts. 
Uh, the property business will probably make about the same from it there as well, but that's pretty much it when it comes to my different sources of income. I'm not a believer. Um, we make cash flow from um, from our rental portfolio, but that goes into our business. I don't draw any salary from that. That is definitely for the long-term um, sort of plan. That's a, that's a long-term deal, that. So we don't take any, we don't draw any money from that there. I look at my income, by the way, as my household income. So if I'm saying we, what I mean is myself, my partner, that's kind of us together, what what I'm looking to make for us. Um, so a couple of different investments there. And and ultimately what I do, apart from spending that money on my family and, and, and saving some money, I never really like to try and have in savings more than sort of six, seven, eight months in savings. Uh, purely because I do feel, as I said earlier in the in the episode, a little bit of positive pressure on myself. You know, I, I feel if you've got too much, maybe you get a little bit comfortable. So I will quite often spend money uh, on things, investments. I don't mean on you know silly things. I'm I'm not you know one for um, you know for for excessive grand you know things. I mean, I like a nice car and 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 whatnot, but I don't I don't need to I don't need to go and flash. I'm not I'm not a watch person, a jewelry person, any of that type of thing. So I don't go and splurge on things of that nature. But um I don't want to have too much savings and so therefore like Siv, you know, it's been over in the property space, going and spending money on that, you know, putting money back into the business and, you know, hiring new people, buying equipment. We've heavily invested this year in our equipment. So we've bought a new camera, we've bought new podcasting equipment. So I'm all for spending uh, listen, you're not much, you're maybe, you know, two and a half thousand pounds or something, but spending money on these things that will ultimately get you better is a good thing there. But for those people that were um, that were wondering about the you know how much the, the magic number is for me, it's two hundred thousand pounds this year. And so again, for those people that want to share, please let us know what number are you going for this year. Um, it'll be interesting to hear who's happy to uh, disclose it and who's not, and and for see some of those people who are are going to be. I don't know, realistic and give us a real number versus uh, just say, oh, I want to make 10 million. For people, that is realistic. For others who want to make 10 million, it's absolutely not. And so therefore, you really should start with something where you actually have the mechanism to make that kind of money. So your business, for example, I cannot make 10 million this year from my business. It's not. In 10 years' time, could I? Possibly. But right now, I can't. So that, for me, is something where I have the mechanism to do it. If I've got the right focus and I keep investing and making right decisions, I can make that number there. So, for the first episode of 2020, that is us done. I am going to wish you... I'm going to be with you throughout the whole year, of course, but I'm going to wish you every success in advance for the next year. I hope your goals are big. Be brave push hard, work hard, be smart, invest money in yourself and really go ahead and kill 2020. But for now, I'm Scott Ewart. This is Weekly Business Talk and we'll see you next week.